you so much for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. My name's Sam Moses. I'm with my good friend, Matt Garber. Hello. And today. Since we're all in a cave. Today, today, today. We're going to be talking about <laughs> responsibility versus authority. What's the Again, difference? Take two. Take two. We had recorded this before. And I thought it was pretty good um, because I think most things are good. But Matt said, you know what, Sam? We can do this better. So for all our audience out there, you can thank Matt for being quality control. That episode was the equivalent of licking the neighbor's cat. Wow. It was not a good episode. Wow. <laughs> that sounds it awful. Was not a good episode. I've never licked my neighbor's cat, so I don't know how bad that is, but I can imagine... Well, there you go. One can imagine. Cat out there <laughs> who licked your cats. Or your neighbor's cat. Or your neighbor's you cat. cat you, yeah. I'm allergic to cats. It's a little weird. <laughs> so, it's a little weird and dark intro. Weird. So, this is, our, this is our take two on responsibility and authority. And Matt has this wonderful formula he has created once again, patent pending. Man. Hardly. On respect versus authority, how it is given, is it given? How is it taken? Can it be taken? We are about to find out. So, Matt, would you like to unpack responsibility Let's unpack authority? This, this episode will be, I don't know, will this episode air this year? Not this sure. might be one of our, uh, one of our last ones. I so knew this might be one of the final unpackings. Final unpacking. We'll have to keep track of... <laughs> when these episodes will air because we might have to change from the unpack. I can't believe we're almost done unpacking. Well, I mean, this is episode 27 of this year. Yeah. So I guess if we don't air the original one, then this would be 26. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like the last episode. Maybe. I don't know. We might have to shuffle these now. It's crazy. <clears throat> we'll figure it out. If you're out there listening to this nonsense, Matt and I have already figured it out and you're listening to this in the correct time. <laughs> it's not figured out, I promise you. <laughs> I know at least half the minds behind this and the yeah. one that I know is not the <laughs> not the brightest. So I'm not talking about Sam, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Sam is the bright mind. Bright, just like my so, masters. Yes, just <laughs> like really. your masters. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. All right, Matt, you want to... You want to jump in? So you want to unpack? Yeah. So this is an episode, a uh, little sidebar to Sam. That intro was great. We're rolling with his intro. Roll. Back Let's do on it. the podcast, <laughs> and we'll just leave that in there. Great. Um, <clears throat> this is something that I want to say we read that Seth Godin posted back in, I want to say back in August, for those of you listening in a different year, 2019. Um, and it's the difference of respect and authority. Um, I won't get into exactly what he said. I'm going to get into my paraphrasing because I like it better because I can remember it. Not that he said it better or I said it better. He said it way better, but I can just remember it better because it's coming out of my brain. Um, so it's not, it's not respect, it's responsibility. So did I, did I say respect or responsibility? You said respect. Huh. And respect. I think you need to put some respect on my name. 
<laughs> it's responsibility. Well, it's not respect. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do Seth Godin right. We're gonna say that it's responsibility versus authority. There we authority. go. You we, can obviously tell that this episode is going much like <laughs> the first one that we recorded. This one's going way better than the oh first one. Oh my gosh. Stay with I us, audience. I need to like, tone down on my, con- my pre. I can see my Ooh. little waveform is converting. <laughs> this is just like a dumpster fire of a second episode, I can tell. It's going to be good. Is, is it, Let's just is get everyone it. buckled in because... It's going to be that kind of a ride. It is that kind of an episode. If my voice is getting quieter, I apologize. Sam will probably put mucho compression on it, so it shouldn't matter. It's not going to matter. Um, <clears throat> so, anywho, responsibility versus authority. Here we go. So, responsibility in a paraphrase of Seth Godin's little mini book that he puts on Instagram, responsibility can only be taken. Um, it cannot be given, even though I can say, hey, Cameron, take the responsibility or go ahead and do this. Whether or not Cameron wants to go ahead and do that is completely up to him. And then whether or not Cameron then owns it um, determines the level of responsibility to which has been taken. Um if I tell you to do something and you kind of do a half-assed job, then I would go out of my way to say that responsibility has not been taken to go ahead and do that thing. So in this verbiage, um, responsibility can only be taken. So in the inverse of that is authority. And I guess I guess the inverse, whatever. Number two is authority. So authority can only be given. And a lot of people listening to this might say, bullshit. To which I reply, bullshit. <laughs> because authority is a perception. Authority is not a position. So you, while you can elevate yourself to a position... You can't elevate yourself to a position of authority. Mm. Um, it can only be given. It's a perception that people have of you as an authority figure. So authority can only be given. Um, so, so this kind of gets into a whole, and 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 I don't even mind sharing this. And I was telling Sam earlier, like I don't really mind sharing this because this is such a long train that you would have to be riding for this to work for you that a lot of people who I'm going to tell this to aren't even going to take the time to do it. But if you really wanted to do marketing the right way, I'm going to tell you how to do it for 2020. So mainly because I don't think a lot of people are going to do it (laughs) because you have like, you have two ways of doing it. You have the very short, idyllic, get rich quick scheme, which may work for some, um, and this involves spamming. It involves devaluing services that you offer. Um, <clears throat> say like my dislike of plug-in companies for selling a plug-in for $100 and then on Black Friday discounting it 90% to $10. Um, you're com- well, yes, you are offering a deal and while you probably will make that sale at 90% off, 
you've just really screwed the person who just purchased it at $100 because you just essentially showed your ass by showing how much it actually means to you um, and that they just vastly overpaid for something that they wanted to support you and that they thought they needed something from you. Um, so you can do that and you can do the whole free, 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 free discounts download. There was a, there was a, I listened to Bill Burr's podcast, which is hilarious. And he has an ad for butcher box. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll bite. I'll go see what butcher box is. So I go and I look at it. And all they're doing is throwing free shit at you. Uh-huh. It's like Thanksgiving time right now. Have a free turkey. Ground beef for life. Bacon. Bacon. Here's a free pack of bacon with your first order. And it's like, what is this doing but really just devaluing the product that you offer? Yeah. So I'm not the biggest person on discounts or giving away things for free. So it just really just turned me off to the to the whole thing and... It's like, what actually are you selling? And they kind of like hide like the product that they give you. You kind of like choose like the quality. You choose like, like, do you want quality? Do you want value? And it's like, I don't want value meat. I'll go to Walmart <laughs> to buy meat. I don't want to have it delivered to my door. It's like, are you kidding me? So it was just, it was just really bizarre. So I don't really like how that whole thing works. And then they spam your inbox and then they keep giving you free things until you eventually buy. So I'm just kind of letting the cart ride and just see how much I get. So you have that whole mindset of advertising to people and um, selling to people. Um, and, but this is my 2020 marketing scheme. This is how, in the background, how Sam and I have built the Attack and Release show and kind of the heart that we put behind it is, um, and I'm using this, uh, I'm using this marketing plan in other businesses and facets, and it's not necessarily a plan. It's just kind of how Sam and I like operate as humans and how we like believe the right way to move forward is. So the second option is you are taking the responsibility to educate people and to talk to people. And when I told Sam a couple of years ago, I like the whole like mentorship that I did with Sam, I was like, yo, I just like have this feeling I just want to do a podcast. I don't know why. I did one when I used to have a cigar store. Like I just have this thing in me that I really just, you know, want to listen to myself talk and <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I feel like the conversations that you and I have which were really just about process. It's this whole. It's this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't really like the perfect EQ setting or anything. It's like how to treat your customers right and how to like be a decent human and how to deal with like awkward situations with clients. And so that was a lot. I was like, man, there's so much value in what we're talking about. I was like, would you by any chance want to do a podcast? And so we, as you know, launched this podcast. So there is an educational part to it. And I think that the whole uh, responsibility that we have taken uh, has a foundation as an educational platform. So whether that's for business, whether that's like a, uh, 
I don't know, I guess you could get some gear information out of this, but it's like I'll have people come to me and say, man, there's a lot of like good business information in this. And I'm like, well, one, thank you. Um, two, yeah, I know. And then they say, it's, and they honestly say, it's too bad that it's geared to such a short, like a small amount of people because it would, re- it really has great implementation ability in a business sense. And I said, yeah, but it's the whole thing that if you cast a really wide net, you're not really going to get a lot of people. Yeah. You're going to get like, I don't know, a couple minnows or whatever it is. But like, you're going to be casting your net so wide that it's not really going to mean anything. And what you catch, it's like, you're, you're essentially casting a net with large holes really wide. So a lot of stuff that you want to catch, your audience really just kind of like seeps through. So it's like, yeah, I'd rather cast a smaller net to the music community and invest in this community that I really love and that Sam really loves. And I just want to, and we just want to turn around our conversations that Sam and I literally naturally have on an everyday basis, even to this day, and just kind of present them to everyone else. And if you like it, cool. And if you don't, better luck next time, I suppose. So this is why it kind of gets into... Uh, marketing of 2020. Um, so essentially, we have this like educational foundation that we've created a podcast, and I believe that we have created value through that. Um, and then the value essentially, and I'll have to like post some type of a drawing of this. The value creeps into this loop that you need I/O for essentially input and output, and the loop is essentially a trade-off in that in marketing, you're trading trust for attention, and it is completely reciprocal. Um, and the input of that loop is value, and it's the value that we offer. And I believe the value that Sam and I offer is an educational piece. And I see a lot of people wanting to start a podcast, and then they brainstorm, then they stop, or maybe they only do a couple episodes. Um And I think the longevity of a lot of these podcasts needs to be focused around what value do you bring to your audience. And so my guess is just I think that Sam and I talk about cool stuff. And so I want to make sure that we share that. So And then and this loop essentially continues. Uh, You're trading trust for attention, trust for attention, trust builds, you get more attention. Trust builds, you get more attention. People then start reaching out to you and then talking to you and then emailing you. And then, like, I have, like, a handful of people that I would have never met would it not have been for this podcast. And it's literally just been through email and Instagram. So the output of this marketing plan is a conversion. So as, like, Gary V says, he has uh, give, 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 give. That can go on forever. And then eventually there's an ask, which our ask is eventually our, is not eventually, it is there, is our merch store. And that if, hey, you want to support the podcast, Sam and I made a merch store, but it's not like normal people to where it's just like trash. It's like all like actually music related stuff that like these whiskey glasses, like it's not like I'm shipping them out to China to have like them engraved it's like we're or we're actually like etching like the quarter rest on the bottom of these things like in my kitchen mm-hmm. and there's like this like 
stencil that um, my wife prints out through her like little vinyl cutter machine, and there's a stencil that's put over every one of them, and then like it's actually physically etched onto the bottom of these whiskey glasses, and there's imperfections, and then we don't throw the and we like put those aside, and like that's Matt's little whiskey collection <laughs> is the ones that we mess up, and. It's like this is like actually like good quality merch because we want you to have a good experience with our stuff and we're like super attentive on packaging and everything. And look how this has become a like a thing for our merch store. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that so the responsibility that we're being taken, I don't know. I imagine if we do this long enough, we'll be given some type of an authority. Um but that's not. I don't think. I don't, I don't. Sam and I aren't really going for that. We're just trying to. We're just trying to have a conversation along both of our journeys, and it's kind of cool because I think people can relate because we're both in different parts of our journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this podcast, we've just really taken the responsibility to just talk <laughs> about like our experience and like, yes, yeah, low times really suck. And slow times are hard, and I have them too, and Sam has them or had them. I don't know if you still have slow times, Sam. Uh, you're pretty, not you're really. pretty solid. You're a pretty solid planner these days. So I, yeah, I mean, I used to I have, have slow like times. planned slow times. Like I know when <laughs> I know when I'm going to be slow. Right, I'm going to be slow right before China because I'm not going to advertise. Because if I advertise right before I go to China, guess when all my work's going to come in? China. Those eight days when I'm in China, <clears throat> and then. I'm typically slow in December, right around Christmas. And that's about it. Um, But it's like I plan for that. And I actually don't book work there because that's the time of year that I'll go and I'll send gear off that like is way too much above my head to calibrate Mm -hmm. by myself. And so it's like I'll take that time as constructive time or I haven't told you this, but I'm going to probably take December and I'm going to kind of look into, I think like, uh, one of the guys on Instagram, I think his name's Justin, he was like talking to me about Wave Lab, and I was like, yeah, Triumph went out of business, and so I'll probably, um, uh, like it's not being supported anymore, so I'll probably go see Wave Lab, see if they can do anything for my finalization stuff, and maybe even switch over DAWs. Sweet. Gasps. So, um, yeah, taking that time and actually being constructive and practicing and stuff like that. So, but it's like this is all like relatable content. And I feel like that's good and there's like an inherent value in that. So through that, you have attention, which you you're listening to the podcast right now, so that's that's the trade-off. And then maybe you'll trust us, but maybe it's like the Wizard of Oz. Now you're seeing behind the curtain and you're seeing like the old man pulling the levers, looking at the oscilloscope, and you're like, man, screw these guys. I'm now seeing behind what they're doing. And but there's no there's no necessary plan. So but that's <laughs> but that's what's going on. So that kind of explains the responsibility versus authority. Is that responsibility is taken and you can only take it. And then you may have down the line authority. And then that'll be given to you. And that's just that's just a perception thing. So, and the way that Sam and I are doing that once again is, we've just created an educational platform because, like, we love y'all and we want to make sure that you have the right information. Because, I mean, frankly, there's a lot of people out there, assholes, who lie, 
and are giving wrong information and false information. And that's, uh, yeah, falsifying what you're doing is not cool. Mm-hmm. So um, we want to make sure that you have the right information and that we want you to know that it's not about money. And when you stop focusing on money is when you actually start to get money. Right. And <laughs> just how to go about this correctly. And I was talking with our, uh, <clears throat> for the other business I have, I was talking with our CFO today and it's not necessarily like a quote unquote like sexy episode, but I've been getting a lot of business related questions and people saying, well, so what do you think? Do you think I should stay a sole proprietorship for my business, go as an LLC? But I was kind of looking at an S corp and it's like, well, this is a really stupid question because you don't want to stay a sole proprietorship because you're eventually going to get sued. If you're in business long enough, you're going to piss somebody off and you risk the liability of getting sued. So an LLC separates your personal assets from your business assets. So only one of you gets taken down. And then if if the lawsuit is valid, mm-hmm. and then you're not going to be an S-corp because an S-corp you have to pay yourself what the IRS terms as a legal, not not a legal, a legitimate salary in order for you to uh, have certain tax-exempt statuses on self-employment tax, which is really one of the only benefits, but then you have to pay to have that corporate filing. And so it's just not a sexy episode, but one of the things I, like there are three things I really want to talk to him about that, I think we'll probably be our season ender, or maybe maybe it'll be beginning of season three. I don't know. Maybe season three will be a business one hundred and one episode, um, or I don't know. That could be cool. But yeah. the three things I want him to talk about are um, how to turn your hobby into a business, because I feel like a lot of people are treating their uh, their studios and everything else. They're you're not really serious about it. But like you want to be and you got like a lot of good stuff going for you, but you don't know how to make that happen. So we're going to tell you how to turn your hobby into a business. We're going to turn, we're going to tell you um, how to grow that business over time, which is the right way to do it, like low and slow. It's like, it's the right way to cook ribs. It's the right way to grow your business, low and slow. (laughs) And... uh, yeah, how to grow that legally, how to grow that the correct way. And then the final part, which is going to be, I guess, the sexy part, is to how to then turn that business into a wealth mechanism for you, your family, and essentially maybe something that you can build into even a larger business. So... It's not necessarily a sexy episode, but that's the type of stuff that like everyone's asking me about, but nobody really wants to like, no one actually tells you that. And there's so many things like in school you should have been taught, Mm -hmm. but school's not concerned with you being an entrepreneur. So if y'all are going to do this, I at least want to teach y'all how to do it the right way. So I'm going to bring our CFO in and we're going to teach you how to actually make money as opposed to sell you a bunch of bullshit courses on how to make money <laughs> when you're just going to spend money. <laughs> you're not actually going to make money. Mm. You're going to be chasing this thing that's like hopeless. So let me actually tell you how to make money. So 
that's uh can we call that my monologue number one? Yeah. <laughs> my 20 minute monologue. monologue. It's wonderful. I'm like literally looking at this waveform. It's all my voice. It is. I mean, that was the idea. <sighs> Big breath. <laughs> it's great. So, There's so much to uh, unpack there. Yeah. So responsibility versus authority. Yeah. What say you, Sam? Pick, pick, pick a point and just start talking. <laughs> I will. I mean... I could start with the last point, like making money. I have a, I had a, a big uh, revelation or epiphany. Mm. I don't know. A year ago, too, is basically when to give people background. Like I did a mentoring program that Matt was talking about, and Matt was one of my first people, and I charged Matt money to. Ask me questions. Sam is my paid friend. <laughs> Matt pays I paid me for Sam's friend. friendship. So over my mentoring uh, thing I did, which lasted about two years, um, I mentored, I don't know, a handful of people and then mentored a lot of other people outside that. Um, <clears throat> basically, I eventually came to the spot where I was tired of charging people money for knowledge. So the idea of um, withholding knowledge for profit hit me in the face. And I don't know, did you tell me that, Matt? Or was that someone else I read that from? What's that? It's that phrase of withholding knowledge for profit. Like, shouldn't be allowed. I mean, I think it's stupid. That's why I don't really believe in ebooks. Yeah. And, like, online courses. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I believe in continuing education. Yeah. But I don't believe in charging people for something they can go figure out on their own. Right. I would rather, like, I'm a very big proponent, which is, I don't know, I guess it kind of sounds like a yuppie, hippie way of, like, going about it. But it's like, I, uh, and I, I was, I was out to, for drinks with this guy and I was telling him, like, how businesses in 2020 actually work. And, I think he thinks that I'm full of crap, but it's, uh, like, we, like, are only as good as our community. Right. It's like, if only you are elevated, then you're just going to end up being a big fish in a small pond. Right. It's like, why not elevate the whole community and then everybody rises together? Right. So, I don't believe at all in withholding information in exchange for money. Yeah, and I think... That just hit me like a ton of bricks, and so I quit doing my mentoring thing. And p- part of my, I'll say, energy I wanted to spend doing some different things. But since then, that's been a couple years now. Um, I'm such a I big don't think believer. That, like you yeah. doing that though was bad. I don't think it because was I either. I, I, <laughs> no, I don't think like a mentorship is the same as like withholding information. Right, yeah. It's like you offered the information or you offered a mentorship and I remember remember it very clearly. Like I was just sitting at my desk and I was like, man, this guy literally offers a mentorship and I just want to know how to treat my clients better. Yeah. And like learn the little idiosyncrasies and stuff like that. And I don't think we talked anything about processes. We just talked about like how to treat clients better. Right. And it was like, it was fantastic. I'm so glad I reached out to you. Oh, I am too. 
I mean, and you'd worked with a with a handful of uh, my friends who were producers and engineers and stuff like that, and like a bunch of people I knew. And I was like, well, you do great work. And it's like, why not just ask you these questions? So never never really heard you talk or <laughs> anything else. <laughs> but so I I don't consider that in the same boat. Yeah, is like exchanging, like withholding information. Like yeah. I think the whole like ebook thing or the whole um like buy my ebook, buy my online course and let's like I can go look up how to do freaking Google AdWords myself. Right. It's like you don't have a formula. There's literally one way to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you just do it the right way. Yeah. Unless like someone's telling you all this like old information or something like that. But right. there's only one way to do it. Right. So well, and, like Google puts it on their site on how to do it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like flipping a freaking crook. You're just profiting off of copy and pasting Google's AdWords section. Yeah. <laughs> You've reorganized cool story, bro. it. So anyway, I wanna I I wanted to say basically like I'm such a big believer in just giving stuff away at this point and I mean it's I think it's the best it's a it's an abundant mindset in those that don't believe in abundance or that there's enough work or that in a community we can all thrive better or if we rearrange things so everybody kind of wins. For those that don't believe in that or think that's possible, I think they also have a very hard time understanding responsibility and authority and that balance. Because I see people who are in scarcity mindset, like they're trying to take authority because they believe that there can only be one person in charge. And they're trying to take authority. And they're trying to take it, yeah. And so I see just a lot of, I mean, a lot of people on the internet and like social media have taken authority. Like, I mean, our audience, I'm sure, has seen it of it's people claiming to be business owners, CEOs, uh, you know, authority figures in audio making, you know, how to do this, how to do that, and they haven't done really any of the things they're, they've regurgitated and are selling or preaching. And for those people, they're all jumping into this idea that they're basically, there's some secret code or way to hack people's systems and basically take, to me, it's just like they're trying to take authority from people and tricking you into thinking that what they have is unique or special when in reality it's not. And I think back, like I compare it to just, it's it's identical to like QVC or Home Shopping Network. Like the way QVC and the Home Shopping Network appeals to my emotions and makes me feel like I have to buy this, uh, this like broom that's also a vacuum that also can clean my grill as a scraper. Like... It appeals to all my emotion pain points uh, just enough to where I'm like, all right, for $19.95 I can get this, and then if I order, I also get the two for one, you know, degooizer that gets rid of sticky things <laughs> or something. I don't know, goo gone. So that's what like all these ebooks, e-course people they're they're trying to pitch you something from a fake place of authority, just like infomercials do where it's like 
one of the things I love about infomercials are the situations they create for you that are so fake where they're like, have you ever been in this situation where like your pant, your like pipe explodes and then like you're on the phone and then you've got to do this and that. And it like sh- is showing like a dramatization of this happening and you're like, oh shit, that happens. Yeah. And then they're like, well, for like 1099, you can have this like flexi plastic tape that'll fix all your problems. And that's like, that's all these e-course fake authority people is. They're basically fabricating fake situations and planting it in your head and taking this authority and taking authority over your brain and like your wisdom and your, like people are smart, but. Are you saying that Billy Mays was not an authority in stain removal technology? No, he was not. Damn it. But that's what like. All over the music industry, we have people who have claimed authority over things, and really they haven't been done it. They haven't done anything. And sometimes you'll get someone who, who has claimed authority, and then we actually give it to them because they're so good at pitching and selling that we're like, yeah, they must be legit. And that happens across all industries, and it happens in business, and it happens in politics, and it's you know, it's an interesting thing when you see it happen. But I feel like, I mean, for Matt and I, like, if we want to touch on this podcast, the whole goal of this podcast was just for Matt and I to talk more (laughs) to each other and share, like, what Matt and I had been talking about, like he said. And I think because of the value, I mean, I'll say, Matt, you add, the value I add, then we've created trust within our community and that trust has gained us attention because we have slow steady growth but it's real organic growth and that yeah there's like no advertising no it's we really don't just advertise like, ever we've never we'll just paid like for it be, yeah we'll just be like on instagram on our stories be like hey if you think we don't suck here's another episode. right and then it gets like a couple thousand downloads and like wow we do not deserve this right and then that converts into <laughs> To community for me is the payoff like we've talked about like the community that has come out of this podcast is absolutely insane and it's genuine too yeah it's real and it's real people like, any, nothing has been fake and if it is fake then it just doesn't last right and that for me is like this podcast is a perfect example of to me 2020 marketing and that we've played it's not even the long game. I don't even view it as a long game. I don't even view it as a game because it's just something I enjoy doing. And yeah. I enjoy sharing the journey with you, Matt, and with our listeners. And now, I mean, we literally probably have like a hundred people who have told us their story over the last two years. Like I've interacted with yeah. hundreds, not even joking, like hundreds of you out there. And I'm so appreciative and grateful. Like I have a ton of new friends from this podcast. And what's cool to me is like the circle, Matt, you drew up, you drew up on this thing that will post value, trust, attention, goes circles back to trust is like, I now trust people in our community that I didn't even know existed. And mm-hmm. so this circle really is true in that like there's people in our community that have given me value and now I trust them and now they have my attention. And now they're converting because there's things they offer that I need. So I may hire yeah. them to do things. And that to me is how you get the community thriving and how you get everybody involved is that you realize, and it's like we've preached 
lots of times is like wherever you are is where you need to be and what you do in your lane is actually like your trump card. Like that's the thing that's going to make you lots of money is when you actually just own your journey and own what you do and tell people like this is actually what I love doing and this is what I feel like I'm a quote unquote expert in. <clears throat> and as soon as you start doing that and you have that clarity to offer people like this is what I do, here's the value I offer, then you actually get some actual trust and attention. And that's what I feel like for me when I look at my 10 years is like the exponential growth the last five years has really come from me just offering pure value of saying like, here's what I actually do with mastering. Here's who it's usually for. And if you like that, then I'm your guy. And if not, then here's some other people that do something different. And that's where you start to get trust. And like before the show started, I told Matt, and Matt agreed that I'm somewhat of an authority figure in Nashville. And that was something that I never even, there was no goal to ever be an authority figure. And there was no goal to ever have a platform. I mean, 10 years ago, like I didn't even have an Instagram. Like social, I mean, it's like dating myself, aging right now. <laughs> 10 years ago when I started music. You, like, uh, you're finding gray hairs in the mirror, Sam? Yeah, I do have a few actually. Ten years ago, I did not have social media outside of Facebook. Like, there was never an idea of like, oh, one day I'll have a podcast and have a platform and have authority. And I mean, I got into music because I liked Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> like, I liked records, and then I bought guitars, and then I got in a band, and I thought, well, this is sweet. And then that led to studio work and stuff after the band uh, broke up, and that's like. To say that I ever had a goal to like be an authority or even responsibility, I didn't even understand that then. It was never on the radar, and I think now you have a huge saturation of people who just wake up the next day and are like, oh, I'm an authority figure now. Like That's my goal. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be an authority figure. I'm going to be an influencer. I'm going to All be... All you do is you spam people. Yeah. Like You don't even do anything genuine. You just spam people. Right. And that sort of thing doesn't gain trust. It may gain attention, which is part of this uh, cycle, Matt, that you have written that we may need to find a loophole. like Because <laughs> I think you can get attention without having trust in that sometimes people get my attention because they piss me off so much because I don't trust them, which is a whole other side of like... I can. Well, I mean, like, there's that, like... <laughs> Sam and I do this douchey thing. There's this guy on Instagram that we both just like think is like an absolute douche and spams people with like ads. <laughs> so we just report him for fun just to see if his stuff gets taken down. And so it's like you're not an authority and just because you think you're an authority doesn't mean that you are and you're just like a spamming asshole. And so it's like let, let, let me tie a bit of this together. So and for those of you playing the home game the past two years... In the marketing plan, marketing plan 2018, marketing plan 2019. What have I said? What have, what did, what have I said? What did, whatever. What have I said has been the major driver in people working with you today up until this point? It has been you being an authentic person and not you like going in like, posting all these gear pics and stuff like that, even though you should probably keep your social media up to date and not just pictures from 2014, but like you actually just being an authentic human 
and not just like a genuine prick. Yeah. And not like faking like you have like a bunch of work that you don't have. Like be a legit human, be nice, and that authenticity is now value. Right. And people now trust people who are authentic humans. And so if you have something like that, so, I mean, in terms of like how this operates, that's what I figure. Yeah. Is, so if you want this in more of a practical application as for a studio, essentially your value is rated in essentially the value that you bring to somebody's mix, to somebody's... Uh, now, like the mastering work that you do, the production work that you do, that is the value. Over time, that value gains beef and weight and heft and <laughs> and girth. <laughs> <laughs> I just said girth on a podcast. And so that creates a trust relationship. Say you're a mastering engineer working with producer, um, that creates a trust relationship between you and that producer. That producer wants to send you everything that they're doing mm -hmm. because you bring value to them. It's a reciprocal relationship. Yeah. So while you might be able to factor in like attention or something like that, essentially you're just creating a bit of a trust loop. So, but if you wanted to put attention in that, let's get into an awkward situation. Let's say that a mix isn't sitting right, and then you're all you're doing is you're fighting it, and you're saying, "Hey, man, can you do? Is it possible to do X to a mix?" And that person then trusts you and values your opinion, and so they're willing to do that. So it's like just in terms of like your opinion and like your worth as like whatever you do. Um, I definitely think that's reciprocal. And so, and the obvious conversion is that they keep on coming back to you. Mm -hmm. So, but you have to bring a value to the table in 2020. Right. So. Wonderful. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be called like responsibility versus authority or 2020 marketing <laughs> or Sam will probably think of some really sweet clickbait name. I don't know. <laughs> so. At least in the end of 2019, clickbait is still alive. It's so, still alive. Clickbait. If will this is like a clickbaity sounding episode, then you can thank Sam. <laughs> Sam is like the king of thinking up clickbait names. I am, and I don't even use it to my benefit. I don't run ads. I don't do anything. Not You're because so I don't even it. like it. Yeah, I just don't do it. It's so slimy, but it works on all of you. <laughs> right. That's the power. <laughs> Insert evil That's laugh That's the power here. of the, like, clickbait is like trying to steal authority almost. Yeah. Where you're like, you, well, for me, clickbait's all about poking the emotional FOMO in people usually. Um, yeah. But No, but here's the thing, though. Like, with authority that is not given, like, authority that is taken, literally the only thing that you can do with that and the only thing that generally happens, there are exceptions, with authority that's taken, all that happens is you end up hurting somebody. Right. So it's like, quit being an asshole. Right. It's like, just take the responsibility to care right. for somebody. Yeah. Quit asserting yourself to an authority figure and just take care of people. Right. So I think that's this episode, Sam. I'm keeping my eye on the time, Love keeping it. you true to date night. True. I got to get home, get to dinner, get to being a dad. So Responsibility. Yeah. If you like what we said in this episode, let us know. If yeah. you're thoroughly confused, 
reach out to us, and we'd love to have a conversation with you. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> about why you're wrong. And <laughs> yeah, if you like what we said, leave us some stars or likes or whatever you do on your end. And uh, we have a merch store. We would love for you to buy some of our merch. Sam's probably got a sweet beat queued up from beesabeats.com. Buy Sam's Beats. And if you need a beat, Sam's got it. Buy Sam's Beats. That's like a jingle. I know. We need to make it. Damn. We're going to make a jingle out of that. Mm. If you need a beat, buy Sam's Beats. Or whatever. Anywho. (laughs) If someone's out there that want to make that for me, go for it. Morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you're having, have a darn good one. Catch you on the next episode. See ya. I got to cue some music. Oh, I didn't tell you to cue the music. I said that you have some music queued up. Well, I know, but you got to give me the go ahead. Cue the music. Cueing. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's like some like hair metal. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Totally switch. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>